A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. What's going on, everybody? As you know, this is another episode of The DNA Airwaves. I am one of two. I am Duriki. I'm here with my partner in crime, Anthony Lewis. Anthony Wagwan, brethren. How you doing? How you doing, my friend? Okay, I'm okay. Right. Today we're, we're joined by hip-hop royalty. Now, for me, royalty, this is yeah. a really big moment because a good friend of mine who passed away recently, he introduced me to this legendary rap group many, many years ago. Yeah. And uh, today we're joined by one of the, the members of the Mighty Fushnikins. Thank you today, Chip Fu. Thank you for joining us. Your real name is actually Roderick, right? Yeah, I gotta tell people my government, Brett. Yeah, government, yeah, just yeah, right yeah, off yeah. the bat. Come on, D. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I tell my government, bro. Nah, it's all good. My name is. It's all good. My name is Roderick, bro. You right? It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate cool. you taking the time. <laughs> Sorry about the government slip up. Nah, don't worry about the government, man. That's, that's, you know what's the funniest thing? What's that? The funniest thing is I remember a time I was performing in um in Toronto. Okay. And when I was performing in Toronto, you know, there was a part where the, the DJ couldn't get the DAP machine to play. Okay. So I was like, yo, man, y'all got to give me a minute. And somebody was like, yo, Roderick, hurry up. And I looked up. I was like, y'all the hell y'all know my name? And they was like, well, how do you people... Why would you think we don't know your name? Your, na- your name is Roderick, right? All right. Yeah. Get the dap ready, Roderick. We're not going to call you Chip. We're going to call you oh, Roderick. Man. Come to find out it was um, some family members that came to see me there, you know. So oh, since, yeah, they're elders, yeah. since they were elders, they wasn't calling me no Chip. They was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you done already, so I had that's to just it, keep man. quiet. That. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that, man. That's funny. Well, Dricky, that's cool, man. You are... Uh... You slipped up on that, but you'll make up for yeah. it, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm nah, man, that wasn't up. a slip-up, brother. That wasn't a slip-up, man. Appreciate it. No, that wasn't a slip-up, brother. You good. All right, cool. Cool. So I, I got a lot of stuff I want to ask you, man. So let's just jump into it. Um, Drake, you mentioned the legendary hip-hop group, Fushnikins. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, one of the greatest of all times, most definitely. Um, so, I mean, let's just, if we could take it back to the beginning, I kind of want to just hear about how you got into rap and like how it all came together, the early days. Can we go back that far? Uh, yeah, we should be able to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sum it up real quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, early days, uh, growing up in Brooklyn, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you start off by, by doing as much things as you can do to, to, to um, keep yourself occupied as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, growing up in East Flatbush, Brooklyn, it was a heavy, um, it just it just felt like the West Indian boat crashed there in Flatbush, Brooklyn. <laughs> so the sound clashes was plenty in Flatbush, oh, Brooklyn. Man. So okay. I was like a kid growing up around all the, the sound clash scene. 
And I started touching the mic when I was 11 at all of the um, sound clashes. So um, after that, um, you know, after my brothers and cousins were taking me to the sound clash and thing, um, they was like, yo, are you serious? You want to get serious about music? Uh, My next door neighbors, I want to say, they actually lived around the corner from me, was UTFO. Um, uh, what's, what's, what's his face? Educated rapper from UTFO. So I had my brother's 16th birthday party. I mm-hmm. jumped on the mic and did a happy birthday rhyme. Everybody was like, wait a second. This kid is past this kid bedtime, but the kid nice. You, you get me? <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah. Was, they was like, yo, this kid got a different, you know, he's skipping on this rhythm kind of different. So uh-huh. from there, you know, I started honing the skills. And when... UTFO got signed is what really mm-hmm. put the battery in my back because that was a group from in the area that got signed. Okay. Um, Pac Fu and I grew up directly across the street from each other. Fu, um, Pac Fu met him in high school, so I didn't really too much know the guy until it was time for group things. Um, okay. And then from there, I just got into every battle that the industry had. One of the most famous battles was reggae versus hip-hop. And what I did was okay. I signed up for hip hop and I signed up for reggae and I won okay. both battles and I was just on the stage uh, by myself big. and they was like, yo, this 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 kid is different because he would have to battle himself because he won both. You yeah. Know I mean? So from there the industry took notice. And mm. you know, from there we went to Howard University's homecoming, jumped okay. on stage and mashed and mash up everything. And when we got back from that, that's when we got signed, man, and and, and everything took off from there. You know, it was weird because we were, like, one of the first groups to have, like, our record played in a dance hall session. Like, you'd hear Ring the Alarm in a real dance hall session. Yeah, We wanted to to put out a record that represented us and, you know, our roots or whatever. So Ring the Alarm basically represented that. And, you know, I'm kind of... I'm glad that people actually accepted it for what it was because even going to... Canada and these other places, it was a shock to see people be like, yo, bro, like, that's a real tune. Even going to them clashes out there, I'm standing up and they clashing with that record. And, you know, people like Chinese Laundry from Trinidad. Yeah. You cut out at the end there, but I... I, uh... Yeah, you got... Yeah. So all those clashes happened, you know what I mean? And I was I was kind of glad that they was able to use our record for those sound clashes. Yeah, sound yeah, clashes. Big. You're bringing me back yeah, to an clashes. era. I miss those. I miss a lot of those sound clashes. But um, when, yeah, when did you feel like, you know, you, you might actually be able to carve a lane for yourself in the hip-hop game? Like, I know you were kind of starting on fire and then you, you hit that, that lick. But when did you feel in your soul, like, I can... I can do this for a career. I can actually make this happen. When I was 13. The reason why... Okay. Damn. The reason why I say 13 is because at the age of 13, no one sounded like me. You know what I'm saying? And I knew it at the age of 13. I'm 13 years old and can't nobody really do what I can do. And if I was to pick out certain people that was able to do it, there was only a hand few like... um, I keep Shinehead and them boy that was able to really touch both, but Shinehead wasn't really an MC MC, you know what I'm saying? He could say a couple things. He could rhyme on beat, yeah, but people was right. always like, yo, your your, your approach okay. on some MC yeah. shit was different. And then when I got on some reggae shit, it was different. So at that age, I was like, yo, I know mm. I got something. I need yeah. some people to hear me. Yeah, I feel you. 
And early yeah, on, who were those uh, like inspirations that really so helped? It's funny because uh, you mentioned that um, where you were from was kind of like everybody from the West mm-hmm. Indies kind of just ended up there. I didn't realize that was the case uh, yeah, in New York, but it was sort of similar in, in the Toronto area. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that when you came over to Toronto, it was kind of there was like a major acceptance of the music that you're you're putting out at that time. Um, I guess jumping forward a bit. You mentioned Howard, uh, the, uh-huh. the thing at Howard University. Can you talk to us kind of about your big break and then we'll sort of propel into I think I think the, uh, the break came from, from Howard University because right after that we got signed. We signed our contract with Jive Records. And then from there, like half of the okay. album that we put out was already written. So, you know, like Ring the Alarm and all uh-huh. that other stuff. It was already oh, done. So when we got when we went to Jive, we was prepared uh, to do whatever. And then okay. Ali Shahid from Tribe took over from there on the creative side for us when it came to, you know, recording. And, you know, he really put us, you know, uh, he put the fire underneath us and made us record half of the album in one week. Um, True Fool, Snake, Lash Move. Wow. Um, you know, Heavenly Father. All those records uh, that was produced by Tribe Called Quest, he made us do it in one week so i mean that was a, a super push for me and from there it just took off man I, I i gotta say that i'm super thankful to be one of those heads that come from the east flatbush area that's able to say that we uh went gold and platinum you know what i mean uh, i'm able to you know the the, the right the yeah, beauty yeah, yeah of it is coming from that kind of um background right the west indian background and your parents are looking at yeah. you yep. like yo I, you know, I travel yeah, yeah. to get, you know, I travel to get in this country, goddammit. So whatever it is that I expect of you to do, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. has to be big. And, and and to get to the point where you're able to pay your parents' bills and make sure that they're okay. And, you know, it, yeah. it, that, that's a, that, to right, me, that's right. a better thing than everything else. Yeah. Because now they're saying that that chance that they took to come to the States was one of the best chances that they ever took. Because from that, they're yeah. able to see happiness you know you know in their offspring you get me so yeah that was that was that's one of the biggest things for me all that yeah. other stuff for me no doubt it's cool you know the the money and the the, the yep. can the you hear me plaques and all that but to see the smile on my mom and dad face was was yeah. the biggest accomplishment for me yeah that's yeah great, no man. doubt and I, I was can y'all hear me about the support too because uh I guess you, you kind of answered the question, but I was about to get into that exact same thing because I know trying to make it in music and trying to cut through, you had a lot of talent that was recognized, but it sounds like your parents really supported I mean, you from the get-go. Um, no, how much, I'm listening. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, how much of a push did that give you and what, what impact did that uh, have? My father to come pushed as much as he could, but he you know he's, he's old-school West Indian. So he was like, nigga, you need to find a job. So right. my thing was um, uh, <laughs> I actually yeah. worked and recorded at the same time. I worked to pay for my pay my way through college at New York Technical College. But while I was in there, you know, I was working and saving my money to mm. go to studio. So I went I went to work. No, I went to school, work, and in the studio. And that was basically the drive for me. You know what I mean? I mean, my, my father didn't really bother me much because he understood that I was working towards something. I didn't have to ask him for anything. But when it got to the point where things took off, I was able to do more for him. You know what I'm saying? To take the slack off of certain things like, you don't got to worry about bills no more. You just, you just get up and do what you want to do right now, man. You know, 
throw on your little slippers and go outside and, and you know what I'm yeah. saying, and play in the garden if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Your, your little boy, your little boy got it from here. Yeah, yeah keep it. Yeah, yeah. little slippers and uh, not, have right. to, not have to worry about anything. That's, <laughs> that's I think right, that's the bro. goal for many immigrant children is you know because a lot of us take for granted the opportunities that we have been afforded, you know, being able yeah. to come to U.S. and Canada and firing in general, you know what I firing. mean? So it's, uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's beautiful that you were able to not only re- recognize that, but also achieve that ultimate goal, uh, which is, you know, provide for your parents who provided so much for you. Yeah, um, yeah man. What, uh, what, like, when, when you first started, like, just doing sound clashes and then had to actually sit in the studio and create a song just from a songwriter's perspective was there right. an adjustment period where you had to actually like sit down and learn to write a song or were you just super dope and just writing a song came second nature to you um for me there was never really any problems because i was writing songs since 11 yeah. so when it came to a person saying, well, we're going to do a song that has to deal with subject matter. It was easy because, you know, um, of where my head was and I was, I was able to, to focus on the subject matter and get it done. I never had a problem with adjusting. I think that, um, hmm. people had problems adjusting to me, meaning mm-hmm. okay. my create my, you know, my form of creation where it would be chorus first and let's build off the chorus. And right, sometimes yeah, it'll yeah. be just, building off of a verse i'd write a verse first and be like yo the name of the song should be whatever because this is how the verse sounds you know what i mean mm, like yeah truthful truthful schnick came from a verse i wrote and after i wrote the uh, verse i was like yo that was the ending of my verse i was like yo, this needs to be a song what's up doc came from the idea uh of space jams uh, you know certain uh, things came before certain things so you know sometimes you'd have to be in a space where you'd be like well damn we don't even have the chorus yet but I'd have to go off of his verse. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was yeah, making yeah. sure and I was making sure that them time day I was taking niggas' heads off with the verses, brother. Like, yo, that nigga like, yo, bro, that's a verse, bro. What you what you want me doing? I'm just like, bro, just write a verse, just write a verse. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that that was the only difference, you know, with me. Um just I was trying to be as creative of, as possible because I didn't want it to be a situation where we'd be like a flash in the pan group because so many people, um, especially the West Indian side of fans were looking at us like, yo, that's us up there now. That's, that's really a man from Trini, a man from, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, that's our family up there. You know what I'm saying? So just feeling that from the people when I went to perform, like I went to, I went, I went to Belgium and this guy gave me a Bayesian flag and I was like, bro, (laughs) <laughs> you're not from you're not from Barbados. You're doing you to be a Bayesian flag. And he was yeah. like, he said, yo, your father's from Barbados. And I said, yeah, how'd you know? He was like, yo, all these years, you know, you don't think that people know, you know, your father's from Barbados. So I figured you'd feel comfortable if I brought you, you know, I brought you a flag. So this, uh-huh. the, to understand that people are thinking like that, you know, yeah. it, made me act, it made me act a particular way. Like I understood that I had to. You know, behave myself while I went places. You get yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, represent. I didn't have yeah. to. Yeah, I had to, I'm <laughs> representing a lot of things bigger than me, so I had to behave myself. You understand? Know, so yeah, that's what it really was. Yeah. Yeah, yo, while you're talking there, just I kind of was thinking about something because I mean, where you're from, again, West Indian, where Mitriki and I grew up, same deal. 
but I don't feel like that's yeah. the same for the like the greater United States. Was there ever any sort of resistance, or was there like a warm up period to the fact that you had you were integrating like the West Indian and like different um, like the Caribbean culture into your music? Um, I think for me, mm-hmm. there was never really a warm up period. Everybody was waiting, They're you know, because like, you had this? a lot of MCs. Okay. A lot of yeah. MCs that came out that was doing little pieces and people would just lose their mind and be like, well, why didn't you keep going? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, you had your KRS-1s, you had your Grand Poobas and everybody mm-hmm. that would touch on it. But yeah, to have yeah, a group yeah. that dropped their first single was a dance hall record. Yeah. Everybody was like, wait a second. These niggas dropped a dance hall record and they came out of a Chinese box. I, yo, um, there's something going on right here. You get me? So then yeah, from there, yeah. if you notice... There was that wave that came after the Fushnikins. There was the Fujis. There was yeah, um yeah, there was uh, well, the Bush babies. Mm. There was the Bush babies. And if you think about all those groups and you look at the hue of colors in all those groups, yeah. it mimicked the Fushnikins. Right, right, right. You had your light skin one, your dark skin one, your tall. <laughs> you, you get me? So yeah. all the groups yeah, yeah. mimicked that and was like, and then I got an in from a guy over at Columbia Records that was like, yo, when the Fuji's first got signed, mm-hmm. he told him, he was like, yo, you need to start doing records like the Fushnikins. Damn. So if you listen to the Fuji's first album, if you listen to all their um, interviews, they'll say that they were making records like the Fushnikins in the very beginning because we were able to mesh the, the whole West Indian thing and, you know, one yeah. boy would chat, one boy would, you get me? So yeah, it, was, yeah. it was never any resistance. And the best part about it was when it came to touring, mm-hmm. we were able to tour with a wider range of getting a wider range of tours. Like we toured with Shaba, and then when we got back, we toured with Tribe. So we were oh, able wow. to do Shaba <laughs> Tribe and yeah, yeah, yeah. then do, a, then do a, a Super Cat one week. You get me? Yeah. And then come back and be doing doing Fat Joe or something like that. But and we understood Shit, that's that crazy. that's what, what that's what was the key for us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Was the link in between reggae and hip hop? That's beautiful. As, uh, as someone that got to listen to both of, I was a big Shaba. Well, maybe I shouldn't say big Shaba, but I definitely enjoyed and respected Shaba when I was, you know, eleven, ten years old. But mm-hmm. what were, what was it like touring? Like, was there, is there any like major differences between touring with Shaba and touring with uh, Q-Tip and and the Tribe? Yeah, big time. When you're there wrong Shaba, you're there wrong Mad Weed. When you're there wrong, you're there wrong <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, when you're there wrong Tribe, you know what I'm saying? You're going to smell like, you know, cocoa butter and them kind of things. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, it's okay. A different vi- you get the different vibes, bro. You get me? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was the difference. More, more when you're around Shaba, everything is more tegareg. You get me? You got to, you know, okay. when you're around, when you're around, you know, tribe and them, you ain't got to, you ain't got to wrench up your face too tough. Yep. Right. But when you're around them man there, you know you're around them man there. So <laughs> Fair enough. You got to watch yourself around tribe Nuff and said. them. Every, you know what I'm saying? Around tribe yeah, and yeah. them, man could smile and go eat a food together. You get me? <laughs> yeah. Them boy that oh, you don't shit. trust. You be like, yo. You sit under yeah. the table with, that, with, that, with, that, with them boy there, um, Shaba and his crew, nobody uh. talking, yo. Just be a wrench up. Right. No right. talking. Serious, like and, all yeah, 50 serious judges. business. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Tribe and them, you can talk or talk, say how your mother doing. Hey, she flying. Yeah, me. So that was yeah. a big difference. That's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's beautiful. Can we talk about, like, um, as someone that tried to be a part of a group, what was it like trying to manage egos and stuff 
within a group setting at the early on was there any trying to like adjust or figure out each other's like strengths and weaknesses or was it all just like it worked cohesively and there wasn't any real feel out process with the group big feel out process because of the last yeah. group member uh mock yeah. fool you get me um okay Pac Fu and I knew each other since nine years old, so there was nothing for yeah. us to feel out. You get me? I'm Got you. Yeah, yeah. Godfather of his kids. He's the godfather of my son, so we go back right. like that. My father and his grandfather used to sit on and, and drink stuff in the bush. You get me? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, in the group, it was just more so understanding playing your role, right? And yeah, this yeah. is the thing that I understand. I can answer the question this way. West Indian okay. people have a work ethic that's totally different from American people. Agreed. Not saying that all American people are like that. I'm not right. saying that. Fair. But when it okay. comes c culturally, there's certain things that we hang on to totally different. You get me? I, yeah, right, like yeah, you, sure. you could you could link up with two other Jamaican dudes, right? And y'all yeah. are talk about certain reasons to leave the job and to start something bigger, right? Yeah. Because yeah, um, yeah. your family back home, and that's how mm -hmm. Lennox and I, me and Pop, was able to talk. Joseph Pop Mockful wasn't like that. Gotcha. So in all, we understood that what we were doing was not for us. We understood that it was for our families. He didn't mm. understand that. You know mm. what I'm saying? So okay, my, yep. thing was, my thing was when I laid my verse, when right. I laid my verse, that verse was to make sure everything else that I wanted to do in life, that verse would pay for that. You get me? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Lennox, yeah. Lennox okay. had the same mentality like, yeah, when we lay this song, this song has yeah. to be a song that stays around because... Who's to say if we stop doing music, them thing they have to pay bills? You know, right, who's to right. say whatever? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was able to do so... I was able to pay for my sister's college. Damn. Big. You get me? That's this beautiful. Is how he, yeah, this yeah. is how he and I thought. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, so right. Yeah, it was yeah. always a problem trying to have the other group member understand, yo, bro, this is this is how you should think, you know? You, should, you need to start thinking like this. And it wasn't like I was better than him or... Anything right, like that. Mentality. It was nothing to do. It had nothing to do with that. But I think mm. that groomed a lot of animosity or chip food things saying this or anything. It wasn't that. I just understood my script. I understood right. how okay. I was purpose. raised. Yeah. Yeah, 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 culturally, yeah. it's like, yo, A, B, C, and D, son. This is what you got to do. And, mm. you know, he didn't understand that. So that's where we bumped heads, really. We bumped heads when it came down to that. And I was not trying to be anybody's father. I was just trying to make sure we were good as a group. You get me? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, so even That's even important. at times when I when I, I I did things on my own, I took a stance on my own when it came to battle and all them other shit. It was yeah. me saying, Yeah, I don't want you fucking with my group. Not me saying I'm better than my group members. No, right. you right. I don't want you fucking with my group. Like, nah, fuck y'all. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I'm I'm <laughs> all right, is anybody gonna step up? Yeah, nigga, I'ma step up. Whatever. Like my shop certain yeah, time, yeah. man. And after that it was like, why you ain't why you ain't letting me go? <laughs> Why did right, that you right. go, bro? I was in a zone, and I know that this guy is too is too much for you. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't, don't yeah. look at look at the work. But that's the only thing, man. Other than that, everything was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna expect some of that when you have a group setting, right? Mm. There's always gonna be different course, mindsets and different ways of thinking. So you need someone like yourself to be strong and kind of keep it all together. So yeah, yeah man, that makes course. that makes good sense. You mentioned. Um, earlier i think talking about your father just that he was big on education um mm -hmm. what what impact did that have and like did what what path did you take as far as education goes okay so i'm gonna be able, i'm gonna i'm gonna answer that question and sum everything up because i have a recording yeah. session so okay, cool 
when it came to education, my dad, um, you know, growing up in Barbados and coming over here, and his first job was uh, a mess, a bike messenger, right? So him okay. being a bike yep. messenger and and finally having you know kids or whatever and saying to these kids, you know how important education was because he started as a bike messenger and became the assistant computer programmer to all of the the chase men, the chase banks in the New York boroughs. That was big for me. You get me? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So looking at a father that um came from nothing, I want to say, to to having that, owning a yeah. house and you know raising kids. What about raising kids? You know, <laughs> I said the same thing that I know when I have a kid, mm. my son will be watching me. So right. there was a point in time, you know, when I took a break from music. Yeah. In the very beginning, I was studying radiology. Right. I went to school oh, for okay. radiology because okay. I understood that that was a that was a good paying job. You know, if if the music thing didn't work out, while yep. studying radiology, I left school because the music started taking off. Um, left school in 2006. I went back to school because, you know, I have my son and now my son is watching me. 2006, right, right. I, I left school. I mean, got, went into school and I studied uh, physical ther- to become a physical therapy assistant. Deep, uh-huh. you know, I studied deep tissue massage. I studied all those things and got my um, degrees in all three. Nice. When I graduated, nice. right? Yeah. When I graduated, my graduation cap I gave to my son. Beautiful. I said, yo, listen, this Powerful, is for you. Yeah. And he's like, yo, what is this? I said, listen, you, you have to give this to your son. I said, wow. my dad was not able to go to college. So I'm I'm wow. I'm 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 basically him in the earth right now. So I'm gonna mm. start the trend. You get me? I'm gonna yeah, start the trend. Yeah, yeah. Here you go, son. This That's is huge. this is this is dad's hat. I yeah. wonder when you graduate and you do what you do and you have kids, you know, if 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 you have them early and I'm around, I can do it for you, or if not. You give them this hat and you keep going like, yo, everybody has to get to a point to understand how important education is. And I think yeah. for me, when I went back to school, it made me a mm-hmm. more dangerous MC because wow. now I'm thinking of, uh, now I'm having, I'm having real life conversations with people that yeah. I wouldn't normally have, right? So right. because yep. of me having these real life conversations and understanding that life is real, when I put pen to paper, it's a it's a different animal now because I know when I wow. talk, yeah. When I talk, I know there's yeah, people yeah. that's my age that's like, yeah, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. You get me? <laughs> not, you know, not just listening to the flow and cadence. They just like, yo, that boy, yo, he said that, and I remember that's that day when I was home eating eating bully beef for real, and I had nothing inside. <laughs> you get me? I have yeah, nothing yeah, inside yeah. the cupboard except for the two cans of bully beef, and then you try to yeah. open it with the little key. You know, remember the little key? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, the, then they break key. off, and then it break. <laughs> Every once time. That break, once that break, you messed up, right? Now That's you got to find yeah, a way to yeah. get into the bully beef. So I know I'm not the only one that went through that. So now when oh, I hear man, people say to not. me, yo, you you said something to me that, that, that resonated with me, and I mm. rather... And that came from me going back to school. So education is is real is key. The one thing yeah. I'm gonna add on before I get off is, yeah. The one thing that I'm understanding is this this brand new surge of MCs mm-hmm. as teachers now, mm-hmm. right? So you have yeah. wor- you have Wordsworth. I don't want um, there's Wordsworth and about a good nine other MCs, underground MCs that are actually teachers mm-hmm. in the DOE, the Department of Education. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing to me to see how far hip hop has grown. And I can say that I'm one of the MCs that was able to write a curriculum based initiative 
in schools called MATH, Music Appreciation, Art, Time, and Healing, where uh -huh. I'm able to teach kids from an MC point of view, yeah, using yeah. music as the platform and making sure I build a therapeutic environment for them, for them to mm. let go of things, and then to have those conversations that they can't have with their parents. You get me? Yeah, so now yeah, yeah. you see a lot of people in the DOE looking for MCs. Because not You're only right. do we know how to talk to pairs and perform, yeah. we read things different. Because you got to read the room, right? You got to read course. the crowd, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah, come right, up yeah. there saying, I'm going to perform this song. And you read the crowd. Them niggas is like, I don't want to hear that shit. You, you're able to yeah, read yeah. the room because of quick, right. everything that you've gone through. So I just want to say, you know, since this is hip hop's, this year's hip hop 50, I want to say mm, for hip hop 50 great. that I thank hip hop. I thank yeah. what it is, what it has done for my family. And you got to think about it. Us right now wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't something that hip hop exactly. bestowed upon me to be able to be like, yo, Wait, wait, yeah. name again? What, wait, name? Dericky. Yo, Dericky. Dericky. The government. Right? I can say Anthony. Like, we're, we're having a conversation because of something that, you know, hip-hop has spawned. Right. And we're able yeah, to yeah. Sit on here Absolutely. And, you know, and talk about the past or whatever. So, you know, I just want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you to hip-hop. Um, thank you for you guys Big. having me. No, thank you, man. It's been an honor. The guys, the guys. We appreciate the top. you. Hold on, hold on. Anthony, that's your name. Anthony. Yeah. 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 I, always speak yes, what, I always speak what's on my heart, brother. So I'm going to let yeah, you know. appreciate that. Yes, sir. You have an incredible queen in your corner. An yeah. incredible queen. You get me? An incredible queen. Yes, sir. Because yeah, man. She, there was a time when she did the video, the Lash Move video, and I seen mm. her and her cousin do the Lash Move video, and they posted it. Oh, the it. dance. Like, you got to show that. Right, yeah. dance. I was like, yo, that is so dope, man. That is so dope. She was like, yo, I'm a fan of your music, blah, blah, blah. I said, yo, that is so cool. So when she hit yeah. me up about doing the podcast, I was like, all right, cool. So... No problem. My thing yeah, is knowing you. that you have, no, you, knowing that you have a queen like that in your corner bedroom. You don't know. Uh -huh. You don't know. Because I got I a queen in my it, corner at home. You get me? My queen is at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. My queen is at home. And you got your queen in your corner. So you already know that. So again, That's good luck it, to man. the show and everything, people. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Anytime y'all need, we really appreciate you. Y'all got the number now or whatever. Just send me an email and then we could do it better than this. You get me? Yeah, man. We'll catch up. We'd love to have you back, man. It was been the little gems that you gave us. We really appreciate. Enjoy your session, and we hope we can connect soon because you touched on something at the end that I think we could have spent an hour on. So appreciate you. Appreciate all your contributes. Everything you've done for hip hop, man. Take care. Stay safe. Peace. Take care. That was great. I mean, I'm, yeah, I wish we had a little bit longer with them, but yeah. I, I do appreciate the time. We're still recording. Yeah, we That's cool. We're still going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I do so. appreciate the time that we uh, we got with him for real. Yeah, yeah. It's a hip hop legend right there, man. That is uh, that's special. That's special. I love Takes that he's back, still man. recording music too, eh? Yeah, he's at the studio right now, and he gave us a little time yeah. off of his session, man. So definitely appreciate everything that he brought. And it's crazy how he's mentioning some of the. Uh, groups that he inspired yeah no kidding even there's there, even, there are more than that man because i remember i don't know i mean i guess wu-tang was out around the same time but all mm -hmm. that like kung fu references that they were throwing into the music but also just lot. yeah that and the, yeah that's a good point the kung fu references but the mm -hmm. the hip-hop reggae blend i find yeah. that we even know some canadian artists that really kind of tap into that as well that's true yeah yeah so he it's, inspired it's me dope. beyond what he would even realize hopefully we could share that with him next time but um absolutely yeah great chat with yeah. uh another great chat 
with another legend, man. I want to get his uh, socials like we normally do, but uh, let's know, shout we'll him out real him quick time. since we're still on this. Keep talking. Let me yeah. find that. And uh, oh, no. I was trying to remember the song with him and Busta Rhymes, but maybe for another time we can talk about, you know, scenario and. Uh, yeah, there's so much. There's so much. Let me just get the social so we can keep oh, that. Sorry, in not there. scenario, but like the scene that he was a part of just had so many like ill MCs in the come up. Like he was around in the in the like the ground zero of hip hop. You know what the, I mean? The like, beginning, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Beginning. It's, uh, so let's uh, just, let's shout out his, what that's like. Let's shout out his social since he had a run real quick. So it's just on Instagram, it's just ChipFoo, and I'm sure that will lead you everywhere else, YouTube. And then that math program that he mentioned is dope too. So that's math.workshop, and it's math with two A's, M-A-A-T-H dot workshop. Beautiful. Definitely follow a legend. Yeah, man. Well, that was another great chat with another great uh, superstar, bro. Yeah, yeah. I uh, feel lucky that we got to have a chance to speak with another, you know, another pioneer of hip-hop you know don't know you don't know big up yourself Yuriki. <laughs> you as well brother you trying stay, to, you're trying to hit strong. stop now you're trying to hit stop as a podcaster you know that great content is only half the battle the other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience that's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com Captivate today to start your free trial.